Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Welcome to Morning Shot, folks. I'm Ahmad Akhtar. Singapore's president can now take up roles in foreign and global organizations in a private capacity if the cabinet advises that it's in Singapore's national interest to do so. This new law was recently passed after a two and a half hour debate in parliament. In a speech in Parliament, Deputy Prime Minister Lawrence Wong said that such opportunities to serve in international institutions do not come by all the time and should be treasured. This comes as Singapore's current president, Mr. Tanman Chanmagaratnam, holds four international appointments. and They include chairman of the board of trustees of the Group of 30, member of the World Economic Forum's board of trustees, as well as co-chair of the Global Commission on the Economics of Water and the advisory board for the United Nations Human Development Report. For more insights, we're joined now by Dr. Tanki Gyap. He's the chairman of the Singapore National Committee for Pacific Economic Cooperation. Dr. Tan, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. All right, Dr. Tan, thank you so much for joining us today. First off, could you weigh in on how fundamental this constitutional amendment is to Singapore? Well, I think it's important to be transparent. And uh, although uh, we know that uh, President Taman probably is having an uh, important international role way before uh, he became the president, elected president of Singapore. Mm. So we have to be very clear on this because when it comes to a time, perhaps Singapore has to decide should our future president want to take up certain role, would it be in total Singapore's interest? How demanding is this job? So it is important to make it clear. For example, if a future elected president of Singapore were to take up the position of Secretary General of the United Nations, in my mind, that probably would be more demanding and you may not have the time to do both as an elected president of Singapore or Secretary General of the United Nations. So there are certain situations where I think the cabinet would have to consider in a transparent way. And I think it's good to set this precedence where it is transparent and open and the cabinet will have to weigh in whether it is to Singapore's interest or how much it is to Singapore's interest. Sure. All right. Let's bring your personal experience into this. You've served as a consultant to international agencies like the Asian Development Bank, uh, the UN Industrial Development Group, as well as ASEAN Secretariat, just to name a few. How much weight does Singapore as a small nation hold on international bodies? Uh, I think Singapore's position is a little bit unique because we are a very small country. Mm. Now, about 500 million. But in terms of our economic performances in various areas, so we are in a position where people tend to ask uh, when it comes to certain things like balanced development and how do we do it in such a short time. So those development agencies, uh, interests of Singapore and the experiences of Singapore, people are interested. So in that sense, we do have certain uniqueness where people look at us differently. And, and so in that sense, we do have certain influence or certain mission where we can share with people experience or how we did it in a short period of time. So in that sense, certain agencies like Development Bank or ASEAN Secretariat, I think we, we do have an important role to play, although we are small. Yeah, you talk about, you know, our geographical size, we're obviously constrained on that front. We still compete very well, according to the latest Global Talent Competitive Index. Singapore retained its position as the world's second most talent competitive country, uh, and as well as the top spot in the Asia-Pacific region. To what level can Singapore compete with countries that are not just larger, but richer in resources as well? 
You see, you must know in many agencies, it's one country, one vote. You might be as big as China, United States, or America, you still have only one vote. And there are small countries who also have the same influence, uh, one vote per country. So it is good for small countries' voice to be heard. In like a group of 30, for example, of those nations, the population less than 10 million. So we can also represent the interests of small countries. In that sense, we can speak to the big countries as equal, so to speak, at least in terms of our ability to voice our concern or our priorities. In many international agencies, under one vote, one country, despite our small size geographically, and we can have the same voice or heard to be as loud as we want to, even though we are small compared to many bigger countries. All right. Now, in Parliament last week, some MPs raised concerns uh, with respect to the potential for conflict of interest and the impact of such roles on the official duties of the president. In your opinion, how concerned should we be with those points that were brought up in the larger scheme of things? I think there's some uh, there's some issues here. Uh, I'll give you the latest example. If our elected president would have a different view from the government in terms of, say, Israel-Hamas conflict. Mm. Now, in that sense, I think uh, elected president is supposed to toe the line of what our national interest or our national policy is supposed to be. Now, if you, at the same time, are involved in agencies which are very involved in this kind of conflict, then I think... Of course, the president would have to go by the national policies. Mm. So I think an elected president will certainly have to consider this very carefully. And I'm sure, you know, the cabinet would would discuss about this kind of potential conflicts. And so I'm sure we have enough wisdom to be able to separate what is of the national policy priority versus the private opinion of the elected president. All right. There's also a legal framework for ministers to accept international roles in a private capacity, and there is precedent for that. Uh, do you think that has actually yielded some wins for Singapore historically? And how would that translate to how the president can do so when in a similar capacity? No, I'm thinking in terms of, for example, if an elected president is someone who is so influential, we have a very high international stature. Mm. And very often uh, we come across this, that if you say, I say this in my private capacity, however clear you, you clarify, it's not easy. I mean, I'll give you an example, uh, uh, this is a recent example. If you are an ex-minister of foreign affairs of Singapore and you go somewhere and make a statement to say, this is in my private capacity, obviously this is certainly true. And Singapore, we are very transparent and open. But the host economy or the host country may not take it in that way, even though you state it as you are in your private capacity. So the line is a bit gray. I mean, we can be very clear. I express this in my private capacity, but the receiving ends may not look at this way, especially if our elected president is of very high uh, international stature. And in that sense, you see our elected president, Taman, is very influential. His views are very international agencies. So when it comes to this, I mean, just our founding father, the late Minister Lee Kuan Yew, when he expressed something, if we say what is in private capacity, if he's still in a cabinet as a senior minister, minister mentor, people may not look it in that light. So it is not quite clear-cut, especially if the elected president is of a very international uh, high stature and, and his views matter to many. So I think that one, the wisdom would have to come in uh, by the elected president when he expressed certain statements in that very difficult, grey circumstances. 
All right, a lot of grey areas, a lot of questions yet to be answered. Dr. Tan, thank you so much for your insights this morning. My pleasure. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. We've been in discussion with Dr. Tan Ki Gyap. He's the chairman of the Singapore National Committee for Pacific Economic Cooperation about a new law that was recently passed after a lengthy debate in Parliament and it allows Singapore's president to take up roles in foreign and global organizations in a private capacity. That's if the cabinet advises that it's in Singapore's national interest to do so. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.